afternoon. I just want to see if you could kind of tell us about the development you've seen this year on the field and behind the scenes for Logan Hall, your top pick this year, and then also how Joe Tronchoink has developed in year two on the field. Logan developed, uh, he had a pass rush early. He had to learn the run game. And taking on double teams and playing a different type of technique than he played when he was at Houston took him a minute, but he's coming around the second half of the season. Uh, we trust him more inside, playing the run in the pass, and learning the pass rush games are difficult because we have schemes every week, but he has a pass rush skill, and he's becoming a full three-down player. So his development in the second part of the season we're very pleased with. And Joe, uh, Joe has a lot of athleticism. Everybody knows that, but he has to learn the game. Uh, he's learning it week by week. He's learning it. He knows it. He's smart enough to know it. He's just got to put his tools together consistently uh, to become a better pass rusher, and he knows that. With, with Logan, I, I assume you're going to really want and require him to get bigger next year to be able to pull up against the double teams and things in the trenches, right? That's where you're going to see the biggest growth from him is maybe physically next year. In the program for a year, you, you should naturally get stronger and a little bit bigger. Uh, we like him where he is. He can use five or 10 pounds. Even if he just gets strength, he'll be fine. But understanding the scheme and understanding the technique will help him with uh, taking on the bigger guys. What would you say he weighs right now? Uh, 295, 298. Other than the dropped interception, were you happy with the way Sean Murphy played the other day? I thought Sean practiced well last week, and I thought he played a, I thought he played a heck of a ball game. Speaking of cornerbacks, could you just talk about the game Carlton Davis had with the pass breakups, the interception? It seemed like that was his best game of the year, maybe his best game he's had in some time. Do you agree with that assessment? He competed. You know, he did a lot of things well, two or three things just we can help him out with and he can do better. But he competed. He didn't give up the deep ball. He's heard it all week. Uh, Chase has made great catches and runs on everybody. He's a great receiver. Carlton competed, and he made some plays for us. You guys really turned the ball over this year, and then you had the, the multiple interceptions there in this game. Is there anything that jumped out to you now that some time's passed? I know obviously you watched the tape, but um, anything that jumped out to you as to maybe why suddenly those turnovers are starting to be an issue this year? No, they shouldn't be. I mean, it, it was, it's rare that it happens like that in the second half, and I haven't seen it since I've been in the league. So you try to dust it off. You have a fumble between Tom's played a long time, Lenny's played a long time, and Interception, one of them didn't have any pressure on it. We just got to make better decisions. Todd, we didn't see Donovan out there today during the portion open to us. And could, what's his status and how did Tristan look today? Uh, Donovan was getting treatment on his foot, so he didn't practice today. And Tristan was limited today. He's getting better and better. We'll evaluate him as the week goes. Is Jamel Dean in play, to, in play for this week or uh, does he still need a little more time? He needs some more time. When you came out in this last game, obviously you guys you know, put up points right away in the first half, but it, it seemed like there was, I don't know if aggressive is the word, right? Maybe you got the coverage you liked, um, but Tom seemed comfortable throwing the ball early and often in that game. Was it, just, it was a reason for more of an attack mode in the passing game right off the bat? Oh, we had more play action on first down, and uh, they blocked it up pretty good. You know, he had time to throw the ball downfield, and they were playing some cover three, so there's going to be some zones open in cover three. They gave him time to throw, and he connected with Mike. I know that the second half just, you know, your plans kind of you had to throw those out the window because of the turnovers, and, and you couldn't necessarily get into a rhythm offensively. Um, it seemed like you guys did more play action and more motion in the first half versus the second half. Like, 
not numbers wise, but like percentage wise, was there a reason why you got away from that? I don't know if it was the pressure thing. I don't think we got away from it. I think the ball got turned over so early, we didn't get a chance to get back to it. I think the four turnovers happened in about 11, 12 plays. So by that time, you're kind of out of everything to even try to get into something. So it just didn't work out that way. Without Kyler Murray, the, the Cardinals lose some, some dynamic playmaking that you can do, special things that Trace McSorley can't. I know you're scheming for the system, but what jumps out at you about the Cardinals' offense, even without Murray on the field, uh, that, that is worrisome to you guys? They have very good skill guys. They, they're very fast. Obviously, Hopkins has been doing it for a long time, one of the best in the league. He's got outstanding hands and competes. They got Hollywood Brown and they got Robbie, so they got tons of speed outside. Uh, Connor does a heck of a job for him, blocking, catching, and running the football. So he's kind of a, a triple threat, so to speak. They got McBride, they just drafted. Uh, we loved him coming out of college, so he was a great player there. And they got a huge offensive line. And as far as quarterback, you know, whether it was Kyler or whether it was Colt or whether it's McSorley, you know, they kind of run their system, all three can run the football. So, you know, Kyler may be faster than everybody because he had elite speed, but everybody else can run the ball as well. And they throw it just the same. So we got to prepare for everything. Todd, as disappointing as the record has been, all your goals are still in front of you. I mean, every single goal after a loss, like the other night, is that something you have to remind your guys? Or do you remind your guys, hey, everything's still in front of us? You always remind them, but you correct them first. You know, you correct the film and you go over the tape and you're still pissed off and disappointed regardless of what's in front of you. Then you let it go the next day once you watch the tape and you move on. Everything is still in front of us. So we're trying to win a division. We need to take care of ourselves. We don't need to look at anybody else, and we know what we have to do. Could you speak to the life and legacy of Franco Harris what he's meant to this league? I mean, I've watched him growing up, and you know, I've only met him twice. I don't know him personally that well, but for what he's done, not just to steal the organization, but to the league, winning Super Bowls, the immaculate reception, obviously. And he was a heck of a guy when I did meet him. Anytime you lose a guy like that, you know, us older guys that remember that kind of stuff, it kind of hits home a little bit because that's kind of how you grew up. Uh, a couple events. I met him at a couple events way back when. Uh, one time I was playing, one time I was coaching. Todd, this Cardinals defense has turned over roster-wise from when you were there, obviously, many years ago. But uh, what, Many years ago. Yeah, <laughs> what, what, um, what, what, what do you think about this, this new uh, Cardinals defense, the, the pieces that they have? What, what concerns the Buccaneers the most about? They're very athletic. Uh, they have a lot of speed, and they're very opportunistic. You know, they can come from anywhere, obviously. They advance can blitz them from anywhere on the field. They're pretty athletic up front with J.J. and the Buddha in the back end. They got two very good linebackers they drafted the last two years. They can run the football, and they try to come after you on the edge. So they cause some consternation if you're not on your toes. we got to make sure we're sharp on the blitz pickups and make sure we understand we see everybody on the field. They don't just blitz one or two guys. All 11 guys are options. It's been almost a little over a year since Godwin tore his ACL, his MCL. We watch him every week. What do you make of like that kind of a recovery? And, and how, what do you see now when you watch Chris play? Um, looks to the naked eye like it's almost you know, Chris Godwin that we, that we remember a year ago before the injury. It's just self-determination. You know, he's, he's hard on himself. He's a worker regardless. He's going to 
overcome all odds. He's going to do everything he needs to do. He works on his craft constantly. Uh, he tried to get back as fast as he could. He didn't take days off. He worked overtime, triple time probably. And getting back to normal, you forget what he went through because you're seeing him right now. But everything in the off season and all the treatment and all the rehab that he went through, I don't know if a normal person could have went through that. I don't think I could have went through that. Coach, you said that uh, after the game that you believe your team is still playing hard, just didn't play smart. Is there anything that you have to remind them? If they're still playing hard, you've got three games to go, it's right there. Is there anything you can do so that you guys could play smarter? Well, we try to do stuff all the time. You coach football. You coach football. They make mistakes. Coaches make mistakes. And you keep coaching football. And we play together and stay together. We'll be fine. And we coach football. We correct the mistakes and we move on. And do you sense that? Because sometimes when the team's losing, that they're still all together. Do you sense it? We've been all together all year. When you go to that practice facility, you see the division banners. There's not many of them, right? There's like six. Correct. And that's 46. 47 years of football in Tampa Bay. Is it is a reminder that winning the division title, while you have all these expectations and everybody does, Super Bowl, right, all that, that it still it still is a rare thing around here to actually capture division. However you do it, no one remembers or cares, particularly once you're in the playoffs. They're hard to come by. In any division you win, regardless of whether you're 17 and 0 or whether you're 4 and 13, you win the division and you have a division banner, and then you try for your next goal to get to the Super Bowl. So our first goal was to win the division, so we're trying to do that. If we can win the division, then we'll try to focus on getting playoff games and win the Super Bowl. Todd, you like to, do, to be the defensive play caller this year in addition to the head coach. How has that gone for you? Has that been uh, what you have um, you know, when you had expectations for yourself in this role, You know, being the head coach of the team? and defensive play caller? Has it gone according to script? Is it something that you're looking to continue next year? Or is it, you know, you've had some collaboration, obviously, with Larry and with Casey. But just from your perspective, how's that gone this year? I think for me, it's, it's been easier just because I was here once before. And I've tried it the other way, and it didn't work. And you don't become a head coach and then become an expert at calling an offense, just like you don't become a head coach as an offensive coordinator and become an expert at calling the defense. So I knew I was best served on the defense this year, and we didn't change, so we were coached short. So next year I haven't gotten to yet deciding-wise, but it, it was it was pretty easy for me this year because of what I went through and I understood what I had to do and the decisions I had to make. So it's been going good. Which I understand you like to uh, listen to Christmas music. Is that, uh, is that true? And do you have a particular favorite uh, carol that uh, you, you prefer over others? I... And would you like to sing it for us since you have the pipes to do so? I do listen to Christmas music. I have about five favorites. Luther, every year, every Christmas. The Temptations, everything for Christmas. Sir Charles Jones, Santa Claus is Coming Home, uh, Andre Day, Winter Wonderland, and my fifth one would be Wendell B. Santa, you smooth. Thank you. As a team, what do you guys need to do to put two good halves together? We just got to be consistent, man. We just got to keep that dog in us, and we got to play until, you know, the clock says 0-0. You know, we get out there, uh, second half, and... You know, we kind of went into a cold, cold streak, and uh, you know, we just got to be able to like 
take obstacles and keep moving forward. You know, we can't let it get our team morale down, and you know, we just got to be consistent in making plays. Todd has always said one interception can lead to two. Yeah. Kind of a momentum thing. Now that you got that one, yeah. um, is it a momentum thing? Yeah. You know, it, we always say it comes in bunches. So, you know, when you get one interception, you just know to look for another one and you can just feel the presence of the ball. You're like, I'm going to get another one this week. So, you know, hopefully I can continue that and uh, all the way until the season's over. It was just a simple game plan, just, you know, doing my job. You know, uh, there was an incident with uh, Gio Bernard, and uh, you know, as a team, we just feel as if, you know, the people who are supposed to be on our side should be on our side, and uh, you know, because it happens to him, we understand that it can happen to any one of us. So you know, right now we just feel, uh, you know, that it's a sensitive subject to talk about when, you know, we do talk to you guys. Uh, and how vulnerable we can be at times. So, um, you know, I don't want to shy nobody out, but it's just a respect thing, you know? Like, I respect you doing your job, you respect me doing my job. And, yeah. Carlton, facing a uh, potential another young quarterback, you guys haven't heard so well this season. How, how, is it more difficult when you guys face somebody you're not familiar with that maybe the same thing this week as it was? I mean, you know, uh, Regardless of the quarterback and who he is, you know, they're in the NFL and they got a game plan and, you know, they're getting paid like how we are. So we can't underestimate anybody. Um, like you said, in previous games, you know, we didn't, it didn't turn out how we thought it would as far as them having a backup quarterback and, you know, them being uh, underhanded because of that. Uh, I think every week, you know, regardless of who's up, you have a job to carry out. And this week we got to carry out our job and get a dub. Said I was just doing my job last week. Yeah. You didn't really elaborate on it. You just don't want to jinx yourself. Or brag it, on yourself. No, it wasn't that. It was just the fact that you know, you know, like I said earlier about you know Gio and him being our brother. We just felt a way about you know how things went down. So that's that's what it was all about for real. But um, if you wanted me to touch up on that subject, you know, I just came out there ready to play, and uh, my teammate, you know, they gave me my team, my coaches. They all believed in me to. Uh, do my job, and that's what I did, and that's what I'm gonna do every week. You know, regardless, I've barely been doing it since I got here into the league, uh, and I started following guys in 2019. So, you know, that's a role I love to take on, and it's something that it's a challenge that you know I really fiend for every week, as far as matchups goes and, and taking them out the game. Carlton, one of the last times you went up against DeAndre Hopkins, it was that 2019 yeah. season. Yep. Held him to uh, five receptions for 23 yards. Yeah. Um, do you remember anything from that matchup, and what's it like going up against, uh, you know, a very talented receiver? Oh, for sure. That was like one of the, like, like I said, in the back half of 2019, I really started following guys, and that was one of my first assignments. And uh, so you never forget it. But um, you know, he's a physical receiver. I'm a physical corner, and. Uh, you know, somebody's going to win, somebody's going to lose, and it's not going to be me, so. 
You don't know which quarterback might play for them, but does it make any difference? Nah, it don't make no difference, though. We got to uh, just key in on what they do and the details that they uh, provide for us on the film. And, you know, whoever back there quarterback, you know, we know it'll be the same offense because uh, that's what they, you know, worked on in training camp and throughout the season. So they ain't going to switch, really probably switch nothing up. The opportunity to have all the eyes of the nation on you playing Christmas evening. What opportunity is that for you? Oh, it's just a great opportunity, uh, man. For more, for, first and foremost, it's just the opportunity to get a win. I think that's the most important thing. Uh, got to put everything else beside, you know, playing on Christmas Day and stuff. But I think we got to keep the task at hand right now. So what's the challenge of facing a team that is, uh, you know, in Arizona's records? Four wins, I believe. What's the challenge of facing a team that's pretty much eliminated? Uh, it's, I mean, we know they're going to be extra gritty. You know, they have nothing to lose, and we got everything to gain. So, you know, obviously it'll feel good for them to, you know, take that from us. But, you know, coming in as a, you know, a good ball club, man, you just got to go in and you got to go take a win at their house. I mean, there's nothing else to say. Uh, everybody know they got to do their assignment, and we got to uh, play penalty-free football, and we got to get a win. You guys stand on the – Shoulders of Giants. Franco Harris passed uh, last night. I don't know if you've you heard about that, but uh, what legend of the game. Just the guys that came before you, how important is that to, to what you're doing now? Oh, uh, I mean, you always give people their flowers while they're still alive. You know, that's something that I uh, have embraced uh, throughout my life. And, man, um, great player. And, um, you know, just want to send condolences to his family. And, man, just he did a lot of great things for the game. So, lost a good, a good one, a great one, a legend. So, Man, you know, just um, hats off to the career he had and the impact he made on the field for, you know, to pave the way for us. Thanks, Devin. All right. Four touchdowns now. What has worked for you guys down there with Tom and you in the red zone? I think it's Tom in a little bit. You know, they, a lot of times they, they move the coverages to Mike for sure. They like to double him. So I get I get a bit of one-on-ones. Um, we know that. Um, I can beat one-on-ones pretty, pretty easily. Tom knows it. So... Um, we just kind of take advantage of those things, you know, when it's down there. I credit Mike, Chris, and those guys. And like I said, moving the coverages away from me, yeah, and then I make the most opportunities. It comes in a loss, but it's still nice to have a game for your confidence with two touchdowns connecting well like that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like you said, a win will be better. Well, so what are the challenges, though, if there are any, traveling this weekend? I mean, around the holidays and, um, you know, you're going to the West Coast. Is there anything different about playing on Christmas Day and Christmas night at all? I'm excited about it personally. I mean, you know, growing up, I, I watched games on Christmas Day, on Thanksgiving, and I, I was like, man, this is that's awesome. They get to play on on a, on a holiday like this. It's just, you know, you, I would go outside in the yard and play football, you know, with my friends. So we get to play on this day, and we're playing for something. You know, we're playing with a purpose. We're, we're still first in our division. We got a lot. A lot of things in state. I personally have never been in the playoffs, so I mean, I'm excited. First, we do Christmas when you get back, or when, when will you kind of celebrate the holidays? Uh, might do it before. Talk to my fiance when I get home. You know, uh, see what we do. <laughs> Thanks, Russell.